Black Velvet is proud to sponsor Creative Habits Podcast. Black Velvet is a Black-owned family business providing skincare products, handmade, intentional, and designed to nurture the skin and body. Lather in luxury with our signature Black Velvet Shea Butter. Our base is raw shea infused with essential oils and vitamins to revive and enhance your natural skin's glow. We offer unisex options and a grooming kit to ensure quick and essential groom for daily application for any occasion or season. Try our Beard Gang Kit collection, perfect for a man on the go with notes of barbershop orange and essential oils to protect and nurture your beard growth. Visit us on Etsy at Shop Black Velvet or follow us on Instagram by Black Velvet. Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Right. Um, so thank you for joining us today. We have a very wonderful, established uh, singer and songwriter um, who has very beautiful music. Um, her name is Cisa Paz. Um, she has a name for herself in Washington, D.C. Uh, as an eclectic performer influenced by local jazz and Brazilian African indigenous background. Um, nominated for three whammies. Her uh, debut album gained a great organic momentum. Um, Cisa's captivating stage presence and soulful voice brings music that is upbeat and engaging. She's known and loved amongst the lovers and dancers of Brazilian music, not only as a performer, but an, but an ambassador of her genre. Um, with a combination of Afro-Brazilian bass and with a funky and soulful influence. Um, thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So um, tell me a, a little bit about your background. You were born in Belgium, but raised in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. How does that happen? Right. <laughs> my dad was there working as a diplomat and I ended up being born there just by chance. I didn't even get the citizenship, although I've been looking into that now there. I've heard that maybe I can still get that. But mm -hmm. so far, I've, I've never been given that opportunity. I just uh, Brazilian. And then after, when I was about two years old, I went to live in Brazil and I was raised there in Rio de Janeiro. Lived a little bit in Brasilia when I was very little. And then we went to Rio de Janeiro and then moved to the States when I was like 17. Mm, so, mm. and then I've been here ever since between DC and New York. Mm. So what piqued your interest in music? Um, there's, a, like I read before, there's a very Afro-Brazilian um, vibe to it, but I, I noticed a lot of like mostly um, African percussion, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Brazilian music is very influenced by African culture because we have a huge uh, population of, of African descendants there. It's probably the biggest outside of Africa mm -hmm. that in the world because it was a huge amount of, of people who were taken there and enslaved. So we have this huge heritage and it's a huge part of the culture, the music, everything that has to do with, with Brazil. And so it, it makes complete sense that the percussion would be so heavily influenced by, by African percussion, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it is, and it is. There's influences, there's Portuguese, there's indigenous, and there's African influence. I would say that the African is the strongest influence of them. Did you have any um, music that you grew up with that influenced you? like? Um, do you have any like artists from Brazil that 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 um just made you want to pursue music? 
Yeah, a lot, a lot. I have a lot of Brazilian artists that I'm in love with till this day. I, like, I study their music. I was just sitting here studying one of Ivan Lin's songs, which is uh, a, just one of so many amazing composers in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Some of the people who I grew up listening to are Gilberto Gil, Caetano Veloso, Gal Costa, uh, Javan is another huge one, Chico Buarque, and just, there's just so many, so many amazing uh, songwriters and, and musicians in Brazil. I could sit here and name them for like mm -hmm. all day. You know, there's a lot of them and they influenced me a lot. I used to go home and, and listen to my parents' records at, uh, for hours and memorize all the lyrics and look through, you know, you know, the the the, the vinyls, the, the the cases were really cool because they had all the lyrics and had really mm. cool artwork and stuff. So, so I would just sit there and marvel at them and and memorize all the lyrics. I'm trying to make it so my face is not blown up. <laughs> Sorry. That's right in the sun. So that's what I would do. And then when I was about 10, my dad gave me a guitar. And before that, I had never touched a guitar. And I started to play. I took just a couple of lessons. And then I started to play for my friends. And we'd go to the beach and just play guitar and sing and, and, and hang out till like nighttime. And that was kind of my introduction to music was during that time and it took many years before i really started doing it professionally mm. i always did it i never let it go i always i always had the guitar and i always would want to learn songs and, and things like that but i didn't really start taking it seriously until maybe about 2008 2009 around then which is when a friend of mine pablo oliveira invited me to join his group and sing in his group, which was a Faha band. Faha is another rhythm from the Northeast of Brazil. Mm. They call it, a lot of the music from the Northeast, they call it regional music, musica regional. And Faha is, falls into that category. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful type of music, very rich and very easy to dance to. And people love dancing to it because it's just really fun and easy. And it's, the name literally means for all like for ev like everyone is invited everyone is welcome mm. to dance and to learn about Faha. so i started doing that and then it kind of snowballed from there and i started learning more and more and taking taking songwriting and and music theory classes because i had never really had much training before that and self-teaching also doing a lot of studying just by myself and then i started writing writing music as well and and performing more and more and you know I'm still I'm still in that <laughs> that's wonderful um how I gauge music now um I'm pretty like old school I I stick to like one genre but when I played your music uh for my son he's two years old he instantly mm -hmm. started dancing you know oh, what I mean nice. so yeah. once I see him start dancing and singing that's how I know it's really good music you know oh, because it's music gives a certain emotion like you can't help but dance and, and and sing but what i like about music is for example when i hear like marvin gay or james brown um mentally it takes me back to when my mother would uh cook sunday dinner you know mm -hmm. and i could hear Bar marvin gay and james brown in the background and I can like taste the food that she used to cook. Um, do you have any like songs or um, songs that take you back to like uh, a past memory? Yeah, lots. I was actually listening to what were we listening to yesterday that brought back so many memories. Oh, it was a it was an album by Gilberto Gil. I think it's called Parabolica Camara or something like, or maybe that's one of the songs in the album. But one of, I was, a, my friend was like, oh, let's listen to this song. And it was in that album. And I remember I used to listen to that album on repeat just over and over and over and over. And listening to those songs just brought me back to that place, which was when I was maybe 12 years old living in Rio. Mm -hmm. And just being marveled by by the music and, and trying to understand it and trying to memorize all the lyrics and, and the and the harmonies and just trying to like 
throw myself into it, but but also the way that it makes you feel, right? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like Maya Angelou said, like you don't always remember what people say about you, but they re- remember how they make you feel, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing really badly, but something like that. And that's and that's the thing about music, you know, it makes you makes us feel things, and it it creates memories almost almost like. Um, in a different way but like smells do right like you were saying with the cooking and everything music does that too and it's able to make you feel happy make you feel sad like bring you out of sadness or make you feel comforted and so i think that's one of the things that makes music so magical what was i'm sorry what was your Mm -hmm. um how was your transition like moving from brazil to the states it was rough. <laughs> it was really rough because I was like 17, like I said, mm-hmm. and it was very confusing, you know, even in terms of how people, how the types, the different type of racism, for example, here mm-hmm. and in Brazil, that was something that was very confusing to me because the first thing people would ask me was, what are you? And I literally didn't know how to answer that question. I'd be like, I'm human being from the planet Earth. I come in peace. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to say? I don't understand. So that actually made me go back and try to figure out what am I? I didn't, I had never thought about it. Not that there isn't racism in Brazil. There definitely is. And, and it's actually way more backward than it is here because Brazil is, is very behind the States in terms of civil rights and, and, just just you know people demanding respect they're doing that now but it's Mm. kind of a new movement which is a beautiful thing but it's also late you know what i mean Mm. y'all are late let's go so so it was just interesting and a little confusing to come here and have that question kind of open up a lot of other questions for me and having to go back and, and figure out what am i and why is this important and how does that, in, in a way, it's really cool to know your heritage. In another way, it's like, okay, you're putting me in a box and you're, you're mm-hmm. labeling me. And, mm-hmm. and because I'm, I look mixed and I am mixed, people, uh, some people don't accept me. Like, you know, oh, you're not black enough. You're not white enough. And so what am I? I'm nothing. I'm, not, I'm like a Brazilian girl. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being from the planet Earth. I come in peace. So, so all of that was kind of confusing right when I first got here that was the first like like slap in the face pretty much and then from there um I I already spoke the language I already spoke English so that wasn't a big issue but it was definitely everything was different you know the people were different the kids I felt like I couldn't really connect with them I felt like the conversations were very different from the conversations I was having in Brazil Mm. and people were a little bit more um like inward a little bit more um how can i explain it they weren't as affectionate as we are in brazil and that was that was a weird for me too because over there we're very touchy-feely and we talk to everyone we're and our friends friendships are a lot closer obviously i've made very close friendships here since then but but it's all brazilians when they come here they say that they're like wow you know it's, it's harder to make friends here than it is in brazil because people are so open and wear their hearts on their sleeves and they're like when i'm upset i'm just i'm upset and you need to know that i'm upset Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and sometimes here people will hide things a little bit more there's all kinds of stuff right and there's beautiful amazing people here too and i've I've made amazing friendships here it's just different so it's something that you have to adapt when you go to a different place as a teenager it's rough because that's a, a phase where you're discovering yourself and getting to know and you know, finding out who you are and how you fit into the world. So, yeah. so it was a, it was an interesting experience. I had to grow up kind of fast. Yeah, um, like I'm born and raised in the in the DC DMV area, and um, my upbringing was a tad bit different. You know, um, my mother was like the mother of the neighborhood. You know, kids would come over and eat at the mm-hmm. house and call her mom right. and stuff like that, and. Yeah it was more of like family oriented oriented mm-hmm. but um everyone in the states doesn't really have that 
type of uh, privilege or opportunity to have that family type of bond with people. So when I think of places like Brazil or places like where my uh, wife is from, um, Zimbabwe, um, right. it's like I can relate more because people are more open and, mm-hmm. you know, have conversations and, and, and basically are like family you know what i mean yeah yeah but here is kind of like each each person for their own you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's more it's a little bit more um i don't it's not ego the, the word's not egocentric it's it's uh, a little more exclusive like people just want to keep to themselves you know yeah. visitors un- where you have to announce yourself before you visit someone in Brazil, you just go, you just like, you know, you, you, you clap when you get to their house, like, yo, what's up? <laughs> but here it's like, that's kind of rude. You're just going to show up in my house. You don't even tell me, you know, mm. it's not over mm. there. It's normal, but I need an egg. Can I have an egg? You know. <laughs> so it's different, different culture. Mm. How would you describe your music? I mean, I know the roots of it, but how do you describe your creative process? The process of writing or the feeling or everything? Everything, everything, yeah. everything in, in, in the one pot. Like how, do, how does that creative process happen? You know, writing music is um, it's, it's like it's like having a baby kind of. Mm. But. And for me, it was like in the beginning, I had I had actually I had a child kind of young when I was 22 when I had my son. So it's almost it was almost like that with music too because in the beginning when I started writing music I didn't know a lot of theory. Mm-hmm. So I just went with feeling. I just went with how it felt and how it sounded if it sounded the way I thought it should sound or the way it, if it sounded good to me, right? And it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my heart then this works and I like the way it sounds. And then I started studying more about theory and I'm still studying now. And then I, I, and then things like little light bulbs start going off in my head, like, oh my God, that's how you do that. And that's how this relates to that. And I can build this harmony like this. And wow, what if I did this? You know, it's amazing to learn about it mm. kind of after the fact, even it's, it's even more amazing because you also realize the things that you are already doing are, are correct, but sometimes they're even more creative because you don't know the, the, the theory behind it than when you do know the theory that you probably wouldn't have thought of doing it that way because you're like thinking about okay what's the theory how i'm going to fit this in and two five one blah blah blah. so so it's interesting you know to do it both ways and but i'm definitely thankful for for learning and and i'm i'm still on the journey of, of of learning more about i'm studying harmony and it's it's just mind blowing it's just really cool to to see but so there's that you know, more technical side of it. And then there's just the feeling where depending on where I am and how I'm feeling, um, completely different things will come out mm. in terms of, of the music itself and the lyrics and also collaborating with other people is really cool because the same kind of the same, they'll think of things that you didn't think of and, you know, you'll send them a harmony and they'll come up with this melody that you'd never thought of. And you're like, wow, I've never thought of taking it there you know mm-hmm. and vice versa where they they send me something and I, and I put something on top of it and they're like whoa this is not at all what i was expecting so that's that can be very enriching too to work with other artists and, and write with them and I, in the beginning i was kind of i had i had a little bit of um uh like a block because i felt like oh my god i can't do this i don't know how to do this and so it was harder to work with other people because i felt like you already know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just doing this, you know, but of course I did because I did and I didn't because it's uh, music is music is natural. Right. I was talking about this the other day too. Music is natural. So it comes from, from God. It comes from whatever you believe in. That's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. So the theory is just our way of understanding it. It's our way of putting it down on paper and, and, and understanding it because it's something that comes from, a place we don't completely understand it's just like you know this tree or this grass or you know a flower like we don't really understand how all the intricacies of why it's so perfect why is it so why is our why are our bodies so incredibly perfect we don't know 
but we try to understand it. So we have science, we have we have biology, we have chemistry, we have physics. So music is is like that too. I think I went on a tangent. I don't even remember no, what the question. I love was. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. As we know, music is like um, one of the oldest forms of storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. since like the dawn of humankind. Um, what stories do you tr- how how can i phrase this what stories do you want to convey like what what do you want to tell people with your music mm-hmm. um i've written songs about uh empowerment of women about the culture in brazil about how um how much we love some of the details that we have there that mm. are simple and yet so enriching and so can make us feel so much, you know, like even a, a, a samba step or uh, a way of writing music or a way of singing, a way of, um, a way of moving, a way of talking to each other. So those things as, and, and, Brazil itself, like, is a, is a place that I love. So I, so I, I will talk about that as well. Mm. Um, but also, some of the messages that are important to me are uh, taking care of of ourselves and of, and and our Earth, not just, be, and realizing that we are one. We are all connected, and we are mm. part of nature. Because I feel like we live these artificial lives, and we forget who we are when we forget mm-hmm. that we're a part of this world that we are natural you know we are natural beings we're not just robots nine to fivers so i think that that's important to me as well to talk about reconnecting and, and finding our center and choosing to be happy to be content because it just feels like so many people are depressed and they yeah. need that kind of inspiration. They, they need that uh, reminder that, you know what? Sometimes life is really hard. <laughs> it freaking sucks. But we just have to keep on pushing forward and we just have to keep a positive attitude. And the more we do that, the more we attract wonderful things to our, to our lives. The more positivity we, we uh, radiate, the more we receive back. And that's, it seems so simple, right? And it seems so obvious and people talk about it all the time, but people don't do it. They're sitting there like, oh, my life sucks and I'm so upset and I'm so stressed and I don't have money. Instead of being like, what do you have? You have so much. You have a family who loves you. You know, you have a wonderful child. You have a wonderful parent. You have a wonderful brother, whatever it is. There's always, everybody has wonderful things in their life. So why don't we focus on those instead of focusing on the crappy ones you know because that's what brings it down i'm sorry we as humans have a terrible habit of making life more difficult than what it is you know we're too stuck up here instead of using our hearts you know what i mean Mm -hmm. my grandfather always told me um the day we separated ourselves from nature was the day we separated ourselves from you know god or the creator yeah you know yeah i agree completely um, who would you like to collaborate with, dead or alive? Wow. <laughs> I mean, Gilberto Gil is somebody, Java. Mm. I don't know if you know these artists, Brazilian artists, but they're amazing. There's, there's, some, there's a new artist from uh, Angola. Her name is um, Aline Frazão, who I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. very talented lady um so many people you know but i'm also blessed because i do have a lot of wonderful people that i do collaborate with that i have access to uh, and, and so they're if famous or not you know there's so many people out there that not just musically i think that musically is important but i think to me it's also important to the end the person's energy it's also very important because there's some people out there who are they're super famous they're super talented they're amazing they're no they know all this stuff but their vibe sucks yeah. and i don't 
I don't really want anything to do with them, you know, even though I might admire what they do and their work and stuff, but I would rather probably not collaborate with them because if the energy's off, then I'm not going to feel good. Hmm. I, I can absolutely agree. Um, I guess this is a kind of a similar question. If you can open up a show for any artist, who would it be? Those artists, the same ones, I guess, and, and then and then some. Gio, Caetano, uh, Javon, Chipuac, uh, uh, Jean Bosco. Yeah, all those guys. <laughs> mm. I feel it. Um, what is the most useless talent that you have? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Let me think. My useless talent. Wow. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, doing the, the Indian whistle. Uh, Indian like whistle? A... What is that? <laughs> There's someone playing beautiful piano. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> that was dope <laughs> that was real dope i've never seen that before <laughs> it's a brazilian thing <laughs> so being here in the states um have you uh, performed in Brazil? Mm -hmm. Are there any yeah. like differences uh, between like the crowd reaction from here and Brazil? Yeah, sure. I mean, I haven't performed a ton in Brazil. I've only done a few shows. I'm actually planning on doing a tour for my next album mm -hmm. down there. Uh, and it keeps getting pushed back because of the pandemic. But some hopefully sometime soon. I think that in Brazil, it's interesting. Brazilian people love live music. Mm -hmm. um, however there's like that disease where people are really into kind of trashy music mm. even though like some trashy music is fun and everything but for us for people who really are really into making music that is very rich you know melodies harmonies and, and all of that stuff and lyrics and stuff like it it just seems like oh my god there's so much more to music like it's fine mm. to like that stuff it's wonderful but at the same time i wish that you know the music that we play would would also be as as valued as as that music is you know what i mean mm. like i'm not trying to hate on any kind of music i'm just saying there's a there's a place for everything you know but it just seems to be more space for that stuff than for the stuff that is just so rich you know and i'm talking i'm just not talking just about my music I'm talking about so many yeah. other amazing musicians we have so much beautiful music coming from Brazil, and so that there's that which you know it's kind of difficult but then again there's always an audience because there's always people who do like that music even if the audience is smaller and might not make as much money as as people playing that other stuff it's still there is always an audience and the cool thing about Brazil is that there is a lot of uh, love and, and the government, not currently, but in the past, has invested in music and there are really cool venues and there are really cool grants for musicians to, to create and to perform in nice theaters and things like that. Um, I've noticed that music kind of reflects the times, you know, um, back in the 60s or late, early 70s, late 70s, it was more about revolutionary music, you know, fight the power, you know, because that's when we had uh, the Black Panther movement and Nina Simone, Marvin Gaye, James Brown, all. Love, 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 love all those people. Making really political music or even Fela mm -hmm. Kunti, you know what I mean? Like music like that. And um us as a, a whole as a, a planet um 
our music is reflected by how we feel in the current day and age. You know, if people like, cause we're, I feel like we're caught up in the same wake wash work routine that mm-hmm. sometimes we just want to relax and listen to trashy stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah, just, like, sure. yeah. just like watching TV. Like I don't always want to watch a documentary every day. I want to, you know, right. watch something where I can just watch turn my brain silly. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it's kind of similar in a sense. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And and sometimes, yeah, you just want to chill and listen to something simple and and not have to think a lot. And it's the same with music for sure. But, mm. you know, given, probably given the choice, I would probably listen to some, you know, Roberta Flack than, mm. than some, you know, I don't know. Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's fine. This is a, 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 po- a nice podcast. We can say whatever we want to <laughs> Um What? would you be doing if it wasn't for music? I would be sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably, I don't know. I used to, I started out with dance. So that's another, I haven't been dancing as much as of late, but I want to go back to it uh, pretty soon. Actually, I have plans to go back to dancing. So I would definitely be doing dancing for sure. Mm-hmm. But you mean as as a career? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, my dance career kind of got stopped because of because I had a kid and I had all this pressure from my parents and stuff. But I still continued to to pursue the arts. Then I went into film, mm-hmm. but that didn't really go anywhere because my my heart was really in in the dance and the music. So I I, ca- I came back to to dance through music. I feel like you know. So I feel like that what that was really my calling. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably be doing something else in the arts. So it would be dance. Would it be film? Would it be something else? Probably not plastic arts because I'm not very good at drawing and painting. Like that's not me. <laughs> but I also love doing woodworking. Um, there's a lot of things that I that I love doing. I like to make jewelry. So I'd be doing some something in the arts for sure. Hmm. I can feel that. Just have one mm-hmm. plan A, no plan B. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I have a job too. I have kids. I have two boys, so I have to raise them and yeah. pay for their stuff and college but and food, and they eat a lot. <laughs> so it's just still it just has- like living out your purpose too, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean I could never let that go. Mm-hmm. Because I do see a lot of people who let that go and then they become frustrated in old age and become sad and become depressed. So I could never let that go. So even though I have a job, I'm, my energy is very much, much focused in my music. And if I could find a way to live off of music and make as much money, then I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, I mm-hmm. wish I could. But I'm also thankful for my job because it allows me to have a more stable life and not have to be struggling especially during COVID, which I saw so many of my musician friends struggle through that, you know, that would have been really hard as a single mom with two kids. So I'm, I'm really grateful to have that. But of course, you know, if I could, I would only do music and, and that would make, I would feel complete. So, How was, how did you deal with the pandemic? Um, like, did it harm your creative process any? Um, were you more creative? Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously the pandemic wasn't a good thing, but it in Brazil we have a saying, there are bad things that come for the good. Hmm. So there's a lot of bad that came out of it. There's some good that came out of it too. And I think the good is that people had, they, they learned that they, they were able to uh, stay home and focus on the things that they want to do. So hmm. some people created new careers some people just simply started taking care of themselves because they had the time and space to do it and their lives completely changed their priorities completely changed a lot of people got divorced a lot of people got separated Mm -hmm. some people got together so I feel like it was actually a time of cleansing where people were able to look inside and and a lot of people committed suicide too yeah, because yeah. they couldn't deal with it anymore. It was just a moment of 
a lot of realization, a lot of transformation, a lot of looking inside and, Mm -hmm. and, um, learning where we should be focusing our energy and really doing it rather than dreaming about it and say, Oh, I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to do it one day. This was the day. This was the moment where we were able to even, even without trying as hard because we, we were giving more time either because you lost your job or because you're working from home. And now you can focus and be like, okay, well, I'm going to figure something out and I'm going to probably do something that I want to do. And I'm going to take the people who are toxic out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep the people who are good close by. And I'm going to adopt the cute dog because they're cute. <laughs> and they keep me company. So uh, it was an interesting time. And I definitely feel like my guitar playing evolved during that time because I was playing a lot more. I was practicing a lot more. I was writing more. I, went, I didn't write a huge amount because I was all very much taking care of myself too. It was a moment where I, I started to have a really nice routine of getting up in the morning, working out, taking care, you know, walking dog, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, working, and then music. So that was really nice to have that space and not be like, oh, I gotta go to a gig, I gotta go to rehearsal, I gotta go here, I gotta go there, and I gotta do this project. <laughs> exhausting, right? Our lives are exhausting on a regular basis. And we were given a chance to take a beat and just focus on ourselves. And so I think that that was a very good thing that came out of the pandemic. I definitely agree. Um, My life consisted of waking up, going to work, coming home too tired to like interact with family. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And my son is two now, but... I actually had the chance and the opportunity to watch him grow and 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 learn from him and teach, you know, mm-hmm. stuff to him. You know, he's the time I spent with him. He's so advanced. He's two years old. He can count up to 50. He knows. Yeah, these kids he's, coming up right now. Right. Like yeah. it's way smarter than I was at that age. Yeah. But um, like you said, just self-reflecting and looking inwardly and and trying to figure out who I am, you know, cause we're so involved in giving so much of ourselves to other people at work and, you know, our craft, like sometimes we forget who we are, you know, yeah. and sometimes we have to just sit back and, 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 and just think like, who am I really? And what is my purpose? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So the pandemic was extremely traumatic for a lot of people but it was good too you know it forced mm-hmm. all of us to like self-reflect and 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 grow yeah yeah for sure um can you name one of your famous like one of your best performances that that felt good to you and which song was it which song um That's such a hard question. A song that felt really good. A song that had the crowd hype, everyone was feeling it. Like you're in that Zen type state, like you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moments like that, thank God, which is why we do music in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons anyway. Um, but I guess the last I'm I'm gonna talk recently because there's so many moments in the past, but more, more recently, I played at Strathmore, and because they thought it was going to rain, I got to play inside the theater, which is a gorgeous concert hall, right, inside of the Strathmore. And that was such a treat for me, and that room has amazing sound. The audience was super receptive, super excited, super happy to see me and us, right, the whole band. And it was just a very special, it was a special show for me. And I think... The most special thing was playing a brand new song that I had that I had never performed before and have it's it's not released yet or anything, which which is called Iwapele. So I played that song in the beginning of the set that the band started playing and I came out. And it's not like a hype up dance song, but mm-hmm. but it is a, a feeling song about uh, the the Orisha issue, Elegua, mm-hmm. and um, 
and it was cool. It was special. A special song for me, and, and it was a special moment. And I think the crowd enjoyed it. It was it created a interesting vibe, like to start the show with, you know, clapping. And there's there's when when I first well, there's clapping. I think in the beginning of the song. So yeah, it was cool. Special. Um, I think I was you know doing my research and um seeing one of your performances online i think it's called solar or so far or something like that mm-hmm. so and that performance right there like the call and response that the, the crowd gave um mm-hmm. the song was beautiful like that type of music it speaks to your spirit mm-hmm. you know what i mean whether it's a, a really upbeat happy song or you know something that's not so upbeat um do you think your purpose as a musician is to like speak to people's spirits or talk to people's um i guess i don't know how i want to word it but (laughs) i understand i understand yeah for sure you know i think that one one of our um goals as musicians is to make people feel better because a lot of people are suffering. So uh, speaking to people's spirits is the best way to do that, right? And music does that naturally. So as long as you, the, your music is coming from the heart, it's coming from the spirit, you're going to be touching people's spirits as well. So at least that's what I think and what I hope. Um, and that's really all I can do. You know, I just, I, it comes from the heart and that has to be enough. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of artists since the pandemic have been doing um like online concerts. Have you done any of those? And if so I did a couple. Sorry, um, I finished. I was just about to say, um, did you like that? I know as a musician, you want to feel the feedback from the audience. And was it like the same feeling while performing online and not online? Not at all. <laughs> I only did a couple because I'm not super into it. It's nice if you have a nice band, you know, you have you love your band and you want to play with your band and that's so that's fun, right? Playing with your band's always fun. But there's no audience connection or you have to be, keep looking at the screen to see what people are saying and mm-hmm. it just becomes kind of awkward. I haven't done too many lives. I feel like I should probably do more. I'm not the greatest at social media. You know, we're, we're musicians. We're not social media experts. And so it's difficult because I, I want to, I want to, you know, put my stuff out there and, and connect with people. And the best way to do that currently is through social media, but it's a struggle for me because it's like, it's a, it's a chore and it's, it's just unnatural. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's much more natural to be on stage and to be communicating with the audience and receiving their energy and, and having that exchange. So it's, it's very different and very strange. And then there's, there's the fact that you have to do a lot of the time you have to do your own sound and you have to, it's like this big production. And so it becomes a huge chore, a huge, a huge uh, job that you have to, get it all together make sure it sounds good because if it doesn't sound good what's the point of even playing music it's going to sound like or terrible you know so that so that was a struggle and i mean i know it i I studied film so i know a little bit about sound and obviously from doing music i've i've picked up a lot of stuff but i'm definitely not a sound engineer you know so it would have helped to have a sound engineer there just actually Mm -hmm. doing the sound and and then with the with the streaming, sometimes you get delays. You can't really vibe with another artist because you have the delay, so you can't communicate musically with them. Mm-hmm. You have to you play a little bit, then I play a little bit, you play a little bit. So, I mean, it's nice that the tool is there, so we can could, we could continue to interact with each other. Obviously, so that's you know, thank God that was there. Or we had, we would have been completely alienated from each other. But but it is it is a, a struggle for me. <laughs> I think the only successful online like performances and concerts are um, the versus battle with uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats. Mm. When you had like yeah. all the different people come together and, and battle each other, that's like the only one that I would actually sit down and tune in for. 
Yeah. Well, they have money to, to have a big production. You know, if I had if I had the means to, to hire people to come and produce a show for me online, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But it's just not it's not a reality right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, what what's good advice that's been given to you? In terms of music? In terms of life, music, anything? Anything. Um, I guess what what I was saying earlier, happiness is a decision Mm. that we have to make and be faithful to. So keep a positive attitude and remember that there's always going to be other people there who are great at whatever it is that they're doing and that maybe you're doing but if what if you're doing something that comes from the heart if what if you believe in what you're doing and it's coming from a place of love and care and and passion then it's going to be beautiful and you should be proud of it you know because people put themselves down so much you know it's uh it's good to remember that I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a few more questions for you. And um, after that, uh, I like to have my guests play a little game called this or that. You can only okay. choose one answer. So, I, you know, once we get to it, I'll explain it a little bit further. Okay. Um, if you could change anything about the music industry, what would that be? <laughs> Chauvinism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pretentiousness. Um, the disparities between who the haves and the have-nots. Hmm. Favoritism. Fakeness. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> I change all those things and then some. I just want everybody to be happy and 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 support each other. Be there for each other. Mm, that's good i love that um so what's next for you once everything settles down and i don't want to say when covid disappears but whenever once everything settles down what's what's next yeah. what would you like to pursue sure so I, well i'm already pursuing it anyway but it's just a little bit slower than you than it should be but i'm finishing up my my second album and hopefully gonna go on gonna do a tour here in the spring spring summer and then one in brazil and one in europe Mm. so that's that's kind of the next like right away thing but then after that i'm already working on my third album i'm working on an ep uh, that hopefully i'm going to be recording in the next few months i'm going to hopefully start (laughs) Mm. recording but i already have two songs that are ready to go and, and collaborations doing some some singles with some friends here and there and and studying i want to study more and more and learn more and more about music that's i'm just always going to be a student of music it's exciting to learn to to absorb and and to learn from people too can you hear the piano in the background i love it (laughs) my friend playing it's amazing and so uh, learning from friends is also like very inspiring to me it's beautiful. Okay, so let's play the game. This or that. Um, I'm going to shoot a question at you. You can only choose one answer, um, and the whole world depends on your answer. Okay. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of responsibility. Okay. First question: Pancakes or waffles, and why? <laughs> waffles, because they just taste better. They get crunchier crunchier yeah so what do you like like eggos or like the, no the real waffles <laughs> yeah. yeah real waffles mm-hmm. <laughs> with strawberry and syrup on top and bananas and blueberries mm, you make me hungry <laughs> <laughs> i can feel that i love waffles too i like i like the big sloth uh soft fluffy ones yes exactly yeah um kittens or puppies puppies, puppies? i'm allergic i'm allergic to <laughs> <laughs> yeah allergic to cats they're cute though but puppies are cuter <laughs> um do you like 
recording music better or performing music? Oh, that's a tough one. I guess. Uh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like choosing between your you. kids, you know? Yep. <laughs> you want to be like this kid or that kid? What? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say performing, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's a tough one. Uh, I know this will be an easy one for you. Um, Brazil or Washington, D.C.? <laughs> <laughs> Super easy for you. Uh, I love D.C. love my D.C. people, for sure. But Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, definitely. sweet. I mean, um, it's where my heart lives. You know? I can dig that. Um, well, I want to thank you again and um, really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me and our audience. Um, how can people get in contact with your music or maybe a future performance? How can they uh, look you up? Sure, yeah, check me out. My, I have a website, cisapaz.com, or they can, my Instagram, Cisapaz Music. <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but I do post pretty often. So there's, there's definitely stuff there. And my YouTube, just just look, search for Cisa Paz. You see a lot of videos. And my email is cisapaz at gmail.com. Um, you can sign up for my mailing list and my website to hear about where I'm going to be playing. I'm going to I'm taking a bit of a sabbatical right now. I'm, I'm doing one last gig in New York next next week on Thursday. Mm. And then I'm going to be gone for the winter. And I'll be back in the summer, hopefully to do a little tour and to release my album. That's perfect um do you have any like anything on vinyl like any live performances no actually i was i wanted to i want to do my my second album i wanted to do it on vinyl Mm. but it's two thousand dollars so i'm trying to figure out if i can find the money to do it to make that happen yeah 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 i was just asking because my lady just brought me a nice record player i need some you know some background music i could love yeah (laughs) love vinyls love them yeah i will try i will keep you posted on that perfect perfect um so yeah thank you again um i really appreciate it uh uh much blessings to you and and your future endeavors and i'm pretty sure um you will take your career as far as you want to take it thank you so much i appreciate it thanks for having me and you too all the best to you and this wonderful podcast all the other wonderful things you're doing Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have Have a good one.